little ones. The Sleep Manual Podcast. Welcome back to our podcast, The Sleep Manual. I'm Amanda and I'm here with Nikki. Hi. We are the founders of Little Ones, a company dedicated to helping families with their baby and toddlers sleep. And over the last seven years, we've helped over 300,000 parents just like you. We're here if you need a hand with your baby's sleep challenges. Simply visit us at www.littleones.co and we can get you started. In today's mini episode, we are looking at the eight-week sleep progression. Yep. Many people don't actually realize there is a little blip that happens when your newborn is just eight weeks old. And suddenly your sort of sleepy, easy little newborn is wide awake and you don't know why. So we're going to explore this little um, regression and and find out what it is and why it happens. And then, of course, how you can survive it. So let's jump right in. Understanding the eight-week sleep regression. Let's define what the eight-week sleep regression is, Nikki. Yeah, so, well, actually, we sort of should talk about what a sleep regression is in a, in a sense. So, I mean, if your baby's only eight weeks old, and especially if it's your first, then you probably, this is something that you haven't really encountered before. Mm. You're probably like, oh, oh, what are you talking about? So a sleep regression is really any time and there are kind of specific times that your baby's sleep either changes permanently changes and so it can get worse for a period of time or there's something going on in their development or in their world that impacts their sleep mm-hmm. and that's this regression is a little bit of both so what it is is looks like your baby has suddenly become a terrible sleeper so a lot of newborns are pretty sleepy and and they just feed and sleep and by this point you're probably starting to feel like you know what you're doing and your baby might be having naps that are several hours long and they're not really awake that much they just feed and go back to sleep and then almost overnight around this eight week mark your baby is suddenly having these short fragmented naps they are um, difficult to settle to sleep maybe they've started sleeping worse overnight or waking a lot more overnight and this is a little sleep regression but it's not um it's not something that doesn't have it's something that has a pretty easy fix and it's just a, a it's just purely a developmental stage your baby's almost woken up from yeah. being a sleepy newborn yeah that's right so they're they're needing to be awake for longer I think now mm. they are um, more aware of what's going on in their surroundings their maternal melatonin which they got from them their mother has started to wear off at this point so they now need to start producing their own melatonin to keep them um, sleepy and keep them drifting between sleep cycles. There, um, other things that happen is their circadian rhythm starts to regulate, so they are starting to um, now understand day and night. And prior mm. to this, they may have had day-night confusion. But if you look at our programs, the way that our programs work, um, 
we work on having their naps sort of regulated throughout the day to ensure that they don't get day-night confusion and to ensure that they do consolidate their night. Um, and basically, they're getting older at this point. They're not that sleepy newborn anymore. Um, they have woken up. They aren't, you know, yes, they've sort of lulled you into a sense of of um, security at this point, possibly. And yeah, like Nikki said, you might be thinking, you know what you're doing and everything's going great, but things do start to change and they, they can change quite rapidly. And I think in those first sort of 12 weeks, babies do change rapidly and we mm. need to move on from those, um, from those newborn sleep patterns that we had been yeah, doing. This is, this is the first time, I think, really, when you think about it, for most parents that they get the first hit of, oh, hang on, I've got to change things. And this is going to continue happening. It happens again at three and four months. It happens at six months. It happens when you start to drop naps further down the line. It's the first bit of sort of like a wake-up call, excuse the pun, that um, your mm. baby's sleep is maturing and it's changing and it has to make you stop and go, oh, okay, what we were doing a couple of weeks ago is very outdated now and it's not going to work anymore. And that's the trap a lot of people yep. in these newborn weeks and months get stuck in is just like going, I have a newborn baby from zero to, you know, three months old, they're newborn. And so they should have one sleep routine, one set of sleep expectations to last that entire time. But unfortunately, it's your baby's growing way too rapidly yeah. for that. So at eight weeks, it really becomes noticeable that you need to start really having a look at their daytime structure as well. So what you would expect to see during this time is, like I said, they'll start having quite short naps during the day. Maybe they're napping for half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, uh, whereas previously they could have been doing several hours. They are... Um, they can be more difficult to get to sleep. So you're sort of thinking, oh my goodness, they used to just fall asleep and now I'm rocking my baby for an hour before they go to sleep. They might have also started waking a lot more overnight um, and staying awake. Yeah. Which is the worst. Yeah, long periods at night time yeah, staying awake. Oh, that is awful. So in general, overall, your overall feeling is that their sleep has gotten a lot worse. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? I remember when I had my eldest, and everyone—I don't know if they still talk about it now—but everyone used to say, "Oh, six weeks is the magic mark." You know, everyone used to be like, "At six weeks is when your baby really kind of like—I don't know—kicks mm. in and they start settling down and everything starts to get easier." And I remember waiting and waiting for this six-week mark, and then six weeks came, and I was like, "Hmm." That's worse. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think anything's happening. And then three months, and I'm going, ah, oh, we missed it somehow. <laughs> like, how? Well, for, for me, the eight-week um, sleep regression sort of morphed into the four-month sleep regression as well. Yeah, um, for, for Charlie, it did too. Yeah, the <coughs> eight-week sleep regression was just sort of the beginning of when – I started realizing that my baby did need to learn to go to sleep at that sort of point. And, and it seemed quite early, but 
maybe it's just all a blur potentially as well um <laughs> which is highly Not likely our memories yeah um but yeah for me there wasn't really an eight week sleep regression and a four month sleep regression it was all sort of intertwined and became one it definitely was the obvious um, my baby needed to sleep in the dark at eight weeks Mm. because prior to this you know I had followed the the rule or the myth of you know yeah just sleep your baby where you are or sleep your baby in a light room. Otherwise, they'll get used to sleeping in the dark. This is just absolute crap. Sorry. Um, it's, it is. I tried it. It doesn't work. Um, the second I put her into a dark room instead of sleeping her in the lounge, um, and as soon as I put her into a dark room, she would sleep beautifully again and sleep longer. So... Um, that's definitely the main sort of thing that happens at that eight-week age. They will start waking in between those sleep cycles if they aren't in a dark room. Um, because the reason is because they don't produce or they don't produce melatonin in the light. So if they're waking up, it's like, oh, it's daytime. You know, I've got to be awake and at this point. Nosy. So they don't then drift into you know, that they are. Yeah. And they are nosy. Yeah. They're like... If there's mm-hmm. anything, in, their eyesight has like fully kicked in. If there's anything interesting to look at, they're going to look at it. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it is. The they're room. Stimulated. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, the other thing, is, which was sort of talked about a bit just now is how their, their sleep patterns and their awake patterns have evolved. So suddenly you're trying to put them down after they've been awake for about an hour, which is the standard recommendation for a newborn baby. And like I said, people just like to blanket assume their baby is a newborn baby with those exact sleep needs for the entire three months of that newborn stage. Whereas an hour is fine when your baby is two days old. Yeah. Even a week old. Two weeks old. But as soon as you pass two weeks. No. Yeah. But they might have been doing it at seven weeks because they were that sleepy, Mm, you know, sleepy baby. But all of a sudden now you've got this sleepy baby maybe still doing it through the day. They might be still going to sleep through the day after an hour. But then all of a sudden they're wide awake at 3 a.m. And this is exactly what happened to me, um, Mm. that she would sleep perfectly for long periods during the day and I was like sweet I've nailed this this was obviously prior to little ones um and then um she would be wide awake at 3 a.m until like 5 and I was stressing I was thinking like why is she awake you know she should be going back to sleep but she was happy as well this was the other weird thing she was happy just lying there gurgling to herself but i was trying to awake yeah i was trying to get her to sleep but of course she just needed some awake time needed to Mm. be awake so that is a trap for sure that just because they had been going to sleep after that hour or 45 minutes or whatever the sort of the quote unquote the um, newborn sort of sleep pattern doesn't mean that they will continue it at eight weeks old once this regression hits. So let's talk about now how to survive the eight-week sleep regression. We've talked about a few of these things that happen in the first, as I've already said, 
the need to sleep in the dark. Um, yeah. This is melatonin that the baby needs to produce themselves now mm. rather than having the maternal melatonin running through their bodies. Uh, they need to produce it themselves. So and yeah. melatonin, as we know, is only produced in the dark or at night in that sort of transition between day and night period. Um, that is pretty simple. You need to put your baby in a dark room. It's the same as adults. We sleep in the dark. We don't sleep. Even having a nap, you know, we, we I still, for sure, if I'm having a nap during the day, if I'm sick or tired or had, I've had a late night, um, the I would shut the curtains. You know, it's exactly the same for your baby. It is hard to destimulate and hard to fall asleep and stay asleep in a bright room. Yeah. Um, and when we say dark, we mean like dark. Not <laughs> yeah. like shut your flimsy curtains and it's slightly less bright. It, it, we're talking like in a cave dark. Yeah. Yeah, and this isn't something that um, your child will end up relying on as such. I've got a seven-year-old and a a nine-year-old, and my nine-year-old could sleep now with a bright room and a bright room in the morning. My seven-year-old, however, she does need it dark, but she is a much more alert child as it is. She came in the other day into my bedroom at 6.30, and she's like, it's in my bedroom. It's so bright. It's like it's 7 o'clock already Um, because she knows that she's not allowed to get out of bed until 7. So I am actually, for summer, going to have to sort something out for her curtains because it isn't dark enough in in this house that we're now in. So, um, yeah, it, it... People seem to love the idea of, oh, you know, if we sleep them in the dark, they're going to be reliant on it. It's, But who cares? Yeah, well, that's Because that's actually, thing. when you think about it, 90% of the time, your kid is probably sleeping at in home. In the dark. So yeah, exactly. Like, Even more than why, that. Why would you not do something that's massively benefiting them for the sake of a few times yeah. that it's not going to be that? Like... That doesn't even make sense to me. For the majority of the time, the place that they are sleeping in is dark. Who cares? Yeah. It's only going to help. So yeah, another thing it's, you could... It's, it's key to obviously help your baby sleep better during the day. Right, and settle. It'll help them settle to sleep better. Yeah. And when you I are settle to sleep better yeah. when it's dark. <laughs> if you are eventually down the line looking at some kind of sleep training or teaching your baby to go to sleep independently then the dark is the almost one of the very first things we recommend as well because it will only help your child sleep it will never not help them sleep yeah the other thing that that we talked about which becomes really important at this age is making sure the awake periods between your little one's naps are age appropriate too so we're talking like not an hour in fact we're talking closer to two hours at this age of awake time between naps and that means that your little one is awake for long enough that they can start to experience the world and they can Mm. be tired enough to then have a good sleep because if they're only awake for a short time maybe they will go to sleep but they're not going to stay asleep because they weren't tired enough having the right amount of awake time during the day is also the biggest factor that impacts your little one's night sleep so if you do have those very frequent night wakes or your little ones partying for hours in the night you need to first look at what is happening with their awake periods and stretch them out 
Yeah, and this is super key at this age, especially it is, um, Nikki and I both had children who we had their perfect um, daytime schedule during this sort of eight, nine week Mm. period. And what happens if you do have those perfect naps and perfect, um, well, the ideal awake times in between your baby's naps during the day, what it means is your baby is tired at nighttime. It means that they will consolidate their night much earlier on and much younger than a baby who is having fragmented sleep. And that uh, that might just purely be because they'd been sleeping too much during the day. Mm. So if they consolidate their nighttime at eight, nine weeks, I'm not talking like 12 hours, I'm talking maybe eight, 10, 10 hours maybe, um, then that generally continues. So it's just super important. And, and they're just, um, it's just easier to, to get your baby to sleep through the night when they are a little bit younger. And you don't have to do sleep training as mm. such to do this. It's just looking at what's happening during the day. So linked to that, of course, then, is making sure that they are having the right amount of awake time, but also making sure they're not napping too much. Mm. And this is, again, something that's very common around this age. People are of the opinion that babies should just be left to sleep however long they want to sleep, especially during the day. And your sleepy newborn was probably doing that. And then this is why they're waking 10,000 times at night. So as well as giving them the right awake time, just make sure you're not letting them oversleep during the day as well. Yeah. So you wouldn't want naps of more than like two hours a nap. That's no way. extreme. Extreme and even napping. Extreme. God, I'd quite like naps of two hours. But um I'd like that too. But then I yeah. would never sleep at night. So And looking at the naps, if there's more than one nap that's longer than two yeah. hours, then you're probably letting them sleep too long here. Yeah, that's right. So as we've talked about, consistency and routine is just key to setting up a predictable pattern of your baby's day so they do learn that day is when you feed and you're awake and everything's bright and during their awake times and this is where you do stuff and then at night time it's quiet and sleepy mm. and and dark um, and this is to help your baby um, understand what's happening next and they very quickly understand the idea of a routine because they know themselves then what's happening next. That kind of sums it up really, Amanda. This is a little sleep regression. There are way worse ones to come, Godspeed. And (laughs) this one is really just about your little one's sleep maturing. They're no longer this tiny, tiny brand new baby. And you just have to keep up, basically. Make a few tweaks. Make those awake times longer. Cap the naps if you need to. And also... um, the dark is is going to be your friend from now on. And if you sort of tick those few things off, you're really going to get through this little sleep progression pretty darn easily. And I'll tell you what, though, if you don't and if you stick with the status quo, it is only going to get worse because your baby's going to get more awake, more alert. They're going to need more awake time. Literally every week they need more and more awake time. And you potentially... 
will end up in the trap where you're then trying to get your baby to go to sleep and then this is where sleep um, associations come in. So mm. then you're forever rocking your baby or feeding your baby to sleep because you think they need to go to sleep and then all of a sudden now your baby will only go to sleep yeah. by doing this thing. So that's so super make these, important. These small changes now and it it's so much more sustainable in the long term. Yeah. Well, hopefully that has given you some insight into this little sleep regression. Um, thank you so much for listening today and please check out our other podcasts for more sleep advice. This is Little Ones, the Sleep Manual Podcast.